You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Giants now with their fourth win of the year. They are four and eight. Of the finals of the one o'clock games, Falcons hold on to beat the Saints 24-15. Derek Carr, by the way, played in that game. 304 yards and a touchdown for him. John Robinson, 16 carries, 91 yards in the touchdown. He also caught a touchdown. So he ran for one and caught one. Gardner Minshew, 251 yards passing, an interception. And now, hold on, the Titans game has just become final. So Titans over the Panthers by the score of 17-10. to Derrick Henry, two touchdowns in that game for Tennessee. The Panthers now 1-10 and and 0-6 on the road. Colts with a 27-20 win over Tampa Bay over in Indianapolis. As I mentioned, Gardner Minshew, 251 yards and an interception, but the Colts win anyway. They're 6-5, and and they've got an outside shot at that playoff spot. Uh, The Steelers with a 16-10 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals now 5-6. Najee Harris, 15 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. So the Steelers, 7-4. And and they comfortably moving up in that playoff spot with the Bengals falling backwards. Once again, your 4 o'clock games will be underway momentarily. And we'll get you, we'll let you know what's happening with the uh, Jaguars and the Texans as they come out of that. There's a little over a minute left in that one. Rams and Cardinals. Of course, Browns and Broncos and uh, the two 425 games. The main event will be the Eagles and Bills, and the undercard will be the Raiders and the Chiefs. And once again, we'll get you caught up on that. We'll talk uh, Knicks in about 45 minutes to get you ready for them and the Suns. Right now, let's continue our football discussion at 1-800-919-3776. And let's go to Justin and Tom's River. Justin, you are next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Thank you for taking my phone call as always. You know, um, it's been it's been a rough watch as a Jet fan, obviously the last couple of weeks and these you know the last thirteen years, obviously with this organization, you know, and just looking back on the season, you know, it, it's been rough obviously since Rogers went down so early in the season, and as the season progressed, you know, for the first couple of weeks, you know, I was a fan that was sitting there like, you know, uh, we'll probably be all right next year once Rogers comes back, you know. As a Jet fan, I'm not so sure, Larry. Mm. You know, there's a lot to be done on this offense, you know, and, and it's not just as simple as just plug Rogers in and everything's going to be all right. There's a lot of work to be done. And I don't even think it could be done in all one, in one off season, to be honest with you. And my big question for you, Larry is, you know, why doesn't Woody Johnson get more flack? Like how Steinbrenner does and GM, Brian Cashman and James Dolan, you know, in New York, we really don't put up with the nonsense. And, you know, it's been so dysfunctional with the jets and, you know, this, this fan base deserves so much better. You know, it's been a 13-year playoff drought, as you know, and we haven't even hosted a, play, a home playoff game since 2002, which I was at when they beat the Colts 41-0. And that just seems like, and obviously it was decades ago. I was a young kid at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 36 years old. And honestly, the direction of this organization, I have to point to Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson has made a mess of this organization. He's made multiple missteps throughout his time. When he came in an ambassador, obviously leaving his brother Chris in charge. And, you know, I think after Rex left, he really started making football decisions. And I think that was his biggest mistake instead of letting the football people make the decisions. And this team, my biggest thing as a Jets fan, I want to hear from Woody Johnson and and, and Joe Douglas. What is the direction of this team? 
at this point. Because there's honestly, in my opinion, besides Rodgers being there, it's a mess. It is an absolute mess, and I don't think it could be fixed in one off season, Larry. And you well, know, it, he he, I think he needs to hire like a VP of like football operations or something mm-hmm. like that to run the organization, and him just be an owner and not put his fingerprints on the organization anymore. Well, I hear what you're saying, Justin. Thanks for the phone call. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I think he doesn't. He gets flack, but he doesn't get as much flack as uh, a Steinbrenner does because you know the standard of winning is not the same. I mean, the Yankee organization. I mean, all these champions, 27 championships. Okay, and yeah, that's why they get that flack because they're being compete. They're being compared against themselves. The Jets haven't had that kind of success, so that's why that's one of the reasons why Woody doesn't get the same, uh, the 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 same flack and criticism that a Hal Steinbrenner gets because of that. That's number one. Number two, listen, uh, he's tried. That's all I can say. He's tried. He he brought him. People said, well, he should get some football. Have football people choose who who's going to be there. Well, he went out and he went to a football some football people and they gave him some suggestions. Uh, one of them is the former head, former general manager of the Packers, and one was the former head coach. And so he tried that, and that didn't work. So he's tried to do some things. They've really – it can't be changed in a season, but what can be done is you can try to strengthen certain parts of it. Can it be overly changed? No, you're constantly evolving. You're constantly trying to improve your team. You're constantly trying to get it the best it can be. And right now, the focus on this team has to be on the offensive side of the football. And as a Jet fan, you'll probably argue and say, it always seems to be, it's always on the defensive side. Every time you turn around, there's a defensive player. We took two safeties in a draft. Okay, when we should have taken at least somebody offensively, maybe even the quarterback. We took two safeties in the draft. It's always been defense. Well, guess what? This has got to be an offensive year for this team. Offensive line needs help. Off- receivers you need. And, you know, depending, you might need a quarterback in this draft. I mean, I don't know. But there's a lot that you have to do. You're right. There's a lot that needs to be done here. This is not a Super Bowl team as it is comprised right now. Houston misses a 58-yard field goal with 29 seconds left. So it looks like Jacksonville will hold on to their 24-21 lead down in Houston. So that that's the scenario you got. You you need some work. And yeah, and you still need some help on the defense because you still got to find a way to stop the run. Because the team's not stopping the run right now. They're not. And you could hide it. Oh, just hit the lower goalpost and hit the review. Just you could you could hide it somewhat. If your team was scoring and teams were not really running the football against you, okay, because they would have to throw to get back into games, but you're not scoring. So teams know, well, we can play conservative because they're not going to score. We don't have to put up, we don't have to throw the ball down the field. We don't have to play, you know, just whisk it down there. We can be conservative because, as one of the other callers mentioned, if it's 10 nothing, it might be over. Could be over. Mitch is in East Windsor. What's up, Mitch? How's it going, Larry? Happy holidays. Thank you, Mitch. Same to you and yours. 
I tell you, Cincinnati had a uh, borrowed play. It would, be, it would be no contest. I mean, Pittsburgh has to be the the worst seven fourteen I've ever seen. Hey, but both on your teams gotta get a quarterback. I mean, the Giants uh, squeezed it out. I was the time they get Caleb because it looks like the Panthers the tickets going to the Bears, and that's some problem to have, Caleb or Justin Fields. But they definitely gotta get a quarterback. And it's playing the quarterbacks. And the Jets last year and this year should be a quarterback for the future. That was a big mistake. And I agree with any other uh, wide receiver. They're good running backs. I don't know why. DeVito is, is outplaying the, the Jets quarterbacks right now, believe mm-hmm. it or not, right? And he wasn't even drafted. You're right. Thanks again. All right, Mitch. Thanks for the phone call. He is. He has shown an ability to get the ball down the field. Now, the, the other thing that is very quietly has happened is that even though they haven't, they, they, they've still given up too many sacks, there's key moments when this Giants offensive line has been a little stable and they've been able to, you know, hold the fort in key moments. So that's one good thing for them. Uh, they haven't been as bad as, you know, they've been previously. So that's kind of helped DeVito a little bit. But the guys believe in him because he's produced. He's got the ball down the field, so he's done a nice job. Rams with an early 7-0 lead in the first period, and their battle with the Chargers. That should be a high-scoring affair. It should be interesting to see, although the Rams have had uh, you know, some issues with Matthew Stafford, but uh, we'll see what happens in this one. Uh, George is in Long Island. What's up, George? Hey, what's happening? You know, I, I'm, I'm a little tired this whole season, people blaming uh, the quarterback, blaming Salah. Uh, the, the biggest part, you cannot run and you cannot throw without an offensive line. And people say, oh, well, it's not, not, uh, people like just brush over it like it's not a big deal. You know, that uh, your caller before was saying, oh, we were in the playoffs uh, uh, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Oh, when you had Fabini and you had MOI, it, it's so important that they know each other, the line. You can't just put people from the practice squad on the offensive line. They need to be able to communicate. So important that Mawai had his, his, his right uh, um, tricep torn off, and he learned to snap with his left hand. Poor Zach, uh, Zach Wilson, he's got a third-string guy snapping. That's where they fumble. They don't have time to throw. If you watched the game the other night, two, uh, two games ago on Monday night, or Sunday night, uh, George, Romo was saying. Everyone, George, you're a thousand percent. Covered. You're a thousand percent right. But they didn't start the season with third stringers. They didn't oh, start the oh, season that was, way. So, was, so who? So, uh, so say again. By the second or third game. Right, but they didn't yeah, start yeah. the season, George. Here's, here, here's the point I'm making. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Okay. If you knew, you were getting Aaron Rodgers, right? You're getting Aaron Rodgers. Yep. 39-year-old quarterback. You knew coming in the offensive line, shaky at best, okay? You have to go out in the whole offseason and you have to find a way to get the best offensive line possible. And, George, that wasn't done. Thanks for the phone call. That wasn't done. And so while some people blame Woody Johnson, some people blame Joe Douglas, some people blame Robert Sala, the bottom line is no matter who you blame, it wasn't done. You had to know from your own eyes last season you had an issue with the offensive line. You didn't expect 
Makai Becton to even be a starter this year. He was going to be, well, you know, maybe we'll bring him in as a reserve. He'll be on the right side this year because we're locked in on the left side. He ended up playing the whole season, just about the whole season on the left side before he got hurt. There is no excuse for you to have started the offensive line the way you started this season. Now, look, you can't, you, you know, injuries happen. We get it. Okay, you ended up with the injury situation you are now. Understood. No, it's very hard. We get it. You got practice squad guys up there. We understand that. But you didn't start that way. And I don't know, with a better offensive line, who knows, maybe Rodgers doesn't get hurt. I mean, I know that everybody's everybody in the National Football League is killing the, the MetLife turf now because of these non-injuries. Oh, we don't want to play on the turf. I get all that. But who's to say with a better offensive line, Rodgers is not running on the first play, the first couple of plays of, of, of the start of the season against the Bills on a Monday night. The offensive line has to be a priority. And my friend, it hasn't been, it, they haven't gotten it fixed for the past five years. And yeah, Mawai was great. We, we know how great the offensive line was. Fabini was great. Absolutely. I don't have to go back that far. I mean, you got you got Nick Mangold and Jabrickashaw Ferguson, the back-to-back years, with Brandon Moore and 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 Damian Woody on that offensive line. Yeah, we know how good the offensive line. We know the offensive line's got to be good. Did the Jets know the offensive line has to be good? Because they sure didn't put a really really talented offensive line out there. There was two priorities for this Jet team once you locked in Aaron Rodgers. A better offensive line and a better backup quarterback in case he got hurt. And once you didn't get the better offensive line, you really needed the backup backup quarterback in case he got hurt. Because even the fans knew the last thing you wanted was to put Zach Wilson in that spot. It's the last thing you wanted for him to try to save your season. When he hadn't been proven? I mean, if he could have saved the season, you wouldn't have went out and got Brett uh, Brett Favre. You wouldn't have went out and got Aaron Rodgers if you had confidence in him. What have you called next on 98.7 ESPN? You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Back to you on the phones. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, it's always a great show listening to my uncle, you know, on the Sunday type of action. Appreciate you, nephew. You know, I, I heard uh, you were coming out in one of your early breaks. You played that uh, song by Portrait. Here we go. <laughs> Going uh, through the same things. Julian that, and Chantel, uh, I can't take credit. Julian and oh, Chantel, okay. they got the music. They, they rocking. All right. I was going to say that was very apropos, especially for the Jets. <laughs> You know, I heard the Giants stuff, too. I'll just say this much about the Giants. They're not my team. I could care less, personally. I wasn't. I mean, God bless you. If you're not a Giants fan and you watched a game today, between those two teams, I didn't even watch the game. Uh, Did they score over 24 points? No, not together. 10-7 was the final. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm not a prisoner of bad football. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're good, right? Cincinnati and uh, Pittsburgh game, they're not uh, exempt either. No. I wasn't watching either one of those. I decided to go out and make some money today. Oh, that's a good but, um, that's move. That's the move. Better, please. You know, now with the ownership of the Giants, you know, his problem is he forced Jones on Daybo. 
So whatever's going on there between Dayball, Shane, and, and, and uh, Wing Martindale, I mean, you know, he's got bloody hands on that. Uh, I'll just say this much, you know, uh, with Woodrow Johnson and our quarterback situation, whether it's Wilson or Rodgers, you know, he has a vision of what he wants the quarterback position to be. And uh, I think it's fair to say he's got cataracts. You know, um, it's just it's not a good situation any way you cut it. And when the Jets' current situation, you know, particularly pertaining to Rodgers, you know, it reminds me of two things. I mean, I remember when Dick Vermeil said, you know, it's time for Larry Johnson, you know, to take off the Pampers, you know. And, and, and then I also remember that 80s slogan, you know, uh, when, when crack was running wild in the city. It said there's no hope in dope. And if you're still one of the fans or media person who think there's some success story that's going to come out of this Aaron Rodgers stuff, uh, take off the Pampers. They're soiled. And stop using dope because it's not good for your brain. You know, the the only way for the Jets to start repairing the franchise, oh, and, 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 I, and, I, and I just, you know, I remember Gordon said the other night, he was like, you know, all of us wanted Rodgers. It seemed like the right thing to do. I didn't want to stir up nothing, but, Unc, you know, I, I remember you said it, and I remember I said it. No, that was not – not everybody wanted that. And you know what? Lamar Jackson was a better choice for two reasons, not just age and not just mobility behind a bad offensive line, but he's less of a me guy. Uh, you know, Rodgers is a fake, you know, uh, 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 what do you call a leader. And the reason why I, I refer to that is, of course, and I heard Ira talking to Ira's a gentleman. He said he doesn't want to name any names. Listen, Rob Sala is a nice guy, and under different circumstances, you could keep him as a coach. But the circumstances that are here, you can't keep him because, like you guys discussed, the discipline, uh, some other things, and they made him the face of this. And once he allowed that, you know, did we, we, he was going down that yellow brick road with Dorothy. Joe Douglas, I would have fired him a couple of weeks ago into the season. Mm. No backup quarterback, no offensive line. The, 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 you go down the, the, the free agency signings, all of that stuff. It, it is what it is. You cannot defend him anymore. I don't care who you are. But with Rodgers specifically, with Rodgers specifically, you can bring him back next year because, let's be honest, it's all about him for him. He wants to come back to show you he could beat modern medicine. It has nothing to do with what he wants the Jets to win. His stuff is about him. But you can bring him back for one more year. And you bring him back, and he's the starter. There's no questions about that. But you got to fire his offensive coordinator. you got to release the players that he brought in. And you have a discussion with him. And you say, look. This is the deal. We want you to be the starter. You, we, you, you are better than any person we've had at that position ever, probably. But we're trading that first pick back. You know, it's going to be a fifth, sixth, or seventh pick, the way that this team is playing. Mm-hmm. We're trading that first pick back. We're going to move back into the first round, maybe like at 20-something, whoever's desperate for a specific player, and we're going to recoup a second-round pick that we wasted on a guy who played four snaps this year. And if his rebuttal is, well, I don't like what you guys are doing. This is not what I want. I don't know if I'm going to come back. I'm going to go in a dark closet, smoke some sherm, take some mushrooms, do whatever I need to do. Great. Retire. So guess what? Some of your money will come off of those books next year. The only way Rodgers is a problem you can't come over is a situation you can't control is if 
you double down on whatever it is that you did. It did not work. There's no, you cannot explain anything to me in any way, in any language uh, that this worked out. So you give him that, you let him know what it is, and let him make the call. Me, personally, please retire. I, I would appreciate that because I don't even want you here. I want to start over again. And you have to pick a quarterback in the first round. Let him back up Rodgers, like you said. Or mm-hmm. if Rodgers doesn't agree to that, and like I said, he retires, we bring in a bridge or whatever quarterback. But more importantly, more importantly, the Jets have to hire a grown man at head coach. And when I say grown man, I'm not trying to make fun of Sal. I'm not trying to put him down or nothing like that. But I'm talking about a person with head coaching experience and a winning resume. Because if you don't do that, all these other points are going to be moot because you're going to be in the same situation again in three years. You know, it's interesting, Buda, and thanks for the phone call. Um, I don't know, and we had these conversations about who should be the head coach and you need to have veteran leadership and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, that that would probably be the next step. The Jets have, have done this a lot, and they've done the, the hot young coordinator you know, the guy that's had head coaching experience, listen, Adam Gase had head coaching experience, but as you said, you want winning head coaching experience. Uh, and, and so those are the, some of the things that you have to figure out when you go through this scenario for the Jets. As you begin to say, okay, what do we need to do going forward? Uh, do you, you have to start thinking about what we need to do to improve our franchise. What are some of the things that we need to go back to that worked? What are some of the things we need to go away from that didn't work? And they're going to have to take a look at getting some experience from a head coach and having a head coach with, with some experience that knows how to win. That's the next step. Now, with the situation you've got here with Aaron Rodgers and whatnot, I don't know if they do make a change at head coach. Are you able to get that head coach because that veteran head coach because is Aaron Rodgers going to say that I want to that you're going to ask him what does he think? I mean, he's a veteran on the team. You're going to get his thought process, right? How's that going to turn out? 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this Knicks team. And I'll give you my barometers of excitement. <laughs> but I'm excited about this Knicks team. I am. I am. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of hours talking about where we are with the local football teams and where we need to go. And Giant fans, you have a couple of minutes. I want to hear from you about this win in the Midlands today. Uh, you know, beating... The former Giant uh, defensive coordinator and um, Bill Belichick and extending their problems and just, you know, the thoughts about, you know, where your franchise is and picking up another win. Uh, you know, and, and you, you got to feel good. Now, once again, some of you may be torn because you want to be in a position where, you know, you're thinking about draft and you're thinking about getting a quarterback and you're thinking about doing some other things to improve your team. So I'm sure you, you're, you're a little torn with it, but you, no, no fan roots for his team to lose. 
you you just root for them to not embarrass you and whatever happens happens that's 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 probably how you go but while you were watching the giants we've had this conversation here on the drive about the the situation with both local football teams and why they find themselves right around turkey day or turkey day weekend in the position that they both are you know the giants made the playoffs last year but before that they hadn't made it in a while and the jets are now looking at another year of not making the playoffs. That's another year. I mean, 2010 is a long time. That's 13 years, no playoffs. 13. And just the interesting conversations of, you know, what it takes. What it takes to do well. What it takes to win. What it takes to make the right decisions. How are they continually to both not make the right decisions in key spots on the team? Key spots where you, okay, where you have to, you have to make the right choices. It hurts. You cannot continue to make the wrong choices, especially at the quarterback position and expect to be successful. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't. And unfortunately for the Jets, that's where they find themselves. And in a sense, the Giants also. Because, you know, they're not sure about Daniel Jones. He's shown signs. He's a he's a competent quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? I don't know. Great quarterbacks sometimes have great talent around them. I mean, he's been able to do what they asked him. I mean, last year he had a very solid season. Is he a guy that throws the ball up and down the yard? No, he hasn't. doesn't have the weapons to throw the ball up and down the yard. But he's a guy who's been successful for them and to the point that they're, you know, they give him a shot with a new regime. So next year he'll come back healthy, hopefully, and he'll – give them a chance to answer some questions. One of the questions they have to figure out is, um, one of the chances that they have to figure out is, okay, wh- what's his long-term situation? Is he going to be available? And what does that look like? And then they'll have to make a decision. So for them right now, they and the Jets are in a spot where they have to be thinking, and I get it. I know, as I said earlier, some people think I'm out of my mind. If you're the Jets, you should be thinking quarterback in this draft. You, you don't. You hope not to be in this. Well, both teams hope not to be in this situation next year. But clearly, the Jets do, because if they're in this situation next year, that means that Aaron Rodgers something happened terribly to Aaron Rodgers, and that would be back to back years. So you got to start. You have to prepare. You can't wait till the last minute to do these things. Jim's in Queens. What's up, Jim? Hey, how you doing? You I'm know, doing good. I listen to all these sports stations and and these fans, and I just get pissed off. Like, if Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt, Joe Douglas would be executive of the year. Like, they lost the Hall of Fame quarterback. They realized Zach Wilson was garbage. They got him. He went down four plays in. What what, what do people want? Ten offensive, all pro offensive linemen on the roster? Uh, Jim, I'll just take four. If I'm a if I'm a Jet fan, if I'm a Jet fan, I'll take 
two all-pro offensive linemen on the roster. Okay, well, you know what? One went down his second-year row in AVT, and that guy plays four positions except for center, and he plays them well. Like, it's, it's a lazy narrative. It's lazy. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, like, Jim, you think – all right, so let me ask you this, Jim. So you think the yeah. offensive line? You think the offensive line was solid enough to 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 go and protect Aaron Rodgers most of the season? The starting if, offensive if, line. If the starting offensive line was still starting to this day with Aaron Rodgers, they would be rolling through the division and the AFC, and that is a fact. Jim, the starting offensive line, even Aaron Rodgers was talking about the offensive line in training camp when he said, we don't know. Will Mekhi Becton be able to play a full season? Will Dwayne Brown be able to play a full season? Mekhi Becton hasn't played a full season yet. This is from Aaron Rodgers, Jim, so I'm telling you. I'm telling you that. So, so, so then if that's the case, how would Douglas be executive of the year if the quarterback is questioning the offensive line play? He can't be executive of the year. You, they, the, let me tell you something. Go ahead. With this Jet defense, they would be smoking these teams. It's ridiculous. And you know what? I hope Aaron Rodgers comes back. I hope Aaron Rodgers comes back and 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 and, uh, and stays healthy. And and he, you know, he needs motivation. He's got all he needs. He, he they. I, I'm telling you, it's so. That's what makes me more upset. Because people think, oh, look, Aaron Rodgers got hurt when he was 39. He didn't get hurt when he was 39. People get hurt at 25. They're blowing out their Achilles. It happened. It happened. And that's why, Jim, he should have had a better backup quarterback in the event that that happened. Because all quarterbacks have gotten hurt throughout the league. You're 1,000% right. But he left himself. There's things that he missed place, Jim, in this situation for this team. He just did. You know what I'm more mad at? I'm more mad at Salah just thinking I can do the same stuff. And uh, let me I'll give you a quick example. He, he uh, elevated the, the kid Izzy, right? Yes. Okay, what does he do? He gets one carry. Why? Or oh, his pass protection isn't great. I don't care. It's, I don't care about his pass protection. Figure it out. You know what? If I was the head coach, was I? You know what he had been benched? Two weeks earlier. But but Jim doesn't Nathaniel Hackett. So so what about Hackett? Hackett doesn't get any. There's no blame yeah, on Hackett I, for for yeah, the offense. If, if, yeah, I would love to read from the New York Press that Salah took Hackett aside and said, "Yo, what are we doing? Are, are we joking? This is this is five weeks of pathetic. This is disgusting. Are we can we can't score a touchdown? You can't scheme Garrett Wilson open." I watch games every week. Mike Evans wide open, Stubbs wide open, Stars wide open. You're right. I would love to read that from the media that Hackett took that, that Silas took Hackett aside. And so, are you kidding me? But guess you what, Jim? Hackett. But guess what, Jim? Hackett's not going anywhere because Aaron Rodgers is here. Hackett's not going that. anywhere, Jim. So, so, here. so, Jim. So, with Aaron Rodgers running the outside. He's not going. Say again. You know who's going to look great next year? Nathaniel Hackett when, when Aaron Rodgers is running his offense. I'm well, not saying he's a coach. Hopefully, hopefully face, Jim, I hope you're right. Offense. Jim, thanks for the phone call. I hope you're right. But if Alan Lazard doesn't hold on to the football like he hasn't held on to the football this year, it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference. It's not. Guys are not getting separation. 
And I'm not, I'm not taking credit. I'm not taking anything away from Hackett. Hackett has not had a good season. There's no question about it. He's not. He hasn't. But, and yes, Salah has some situations that you have to criticize him for. There's nobody without blame here. <laughs> this doesn't get, you don't have a season like this, okay, and injuries aside, you don't have a season like this with the injuries you have and the adjustments that you can make and you don't make said adjustments. Everybody has blood on their hands as far as that's concerned. Everybody does. Everybody. Everybody. But to say that it's a lazy narrative to talk about the offensive line when the offensive line has been an issue for more than one season is not fair, Jim. It's just not. Especially when Rodgers made a comment about the offensive line. Ryan's in Pearl River. What's up, Ryan? Man, great show. I would trade the Jet offensive line for the Michigan offensive line. And I know they're college players, but the offense just evolves around the offensive line. You know, one at one time they give offense, offensive lines names, the electric company, the Hogs. Mm. Yep. I believe it's the, the last position in all sports where you actually need a, a brain to play and really be smart at that position. Mm-hmm. And um, – you do have a lot of people having their own opinions or the quarterback holds the ball too long or this sure. or that. And uh, offensive line breaks down. It, we could all argue that whether it really is, you know, either way. But the thing is, the quarterback needs at least some time to get rid of the ball and get the ball downfield. Um, the Jets, it's a horror show with their offense. This, I mean, yeah. you might as well – if I was the offensive coordinator and I'm looking at this and I, I can't – I don't have the players right around now to straighten it out, whether it's injuries or not. I, every play to me would be a broken play. That's what, That would be our <laughs> offense, a broken mm-hmm. play. And, and try to work it from there. Just work from the outside and try to get back into the game because it's a, it's a horror show. The it Giants n- now with uh, with Tommy DeVito, uh, Tommy's very calm and, and, and cool, and he, he, he knows how to move away from the rush. People talk about sacks, holds the ball, but look, an aggressive quarterback wants to get the ball downfield. I mean, a few years ago, we saw Joe Burrow get sacked nine times in the championship mm-hmm. AFC. He still went to the Super Bowl even though he lost. Those guys want to get the ball downfield. They just you just keep throwing the ball away. You then you definitely don't have an offense. So I, I look at it this way: the Jets, their whole um, the system, everything within is is horrible. We know that. Jet fans tolerate this. They keep coming back. But the thing is. Unless you draft players, and then to me, it's that's the problem. You know, you talk about Ryan and getting to those. Jet, only Jet fans could break about championship games in the AFC. But look, when they made the the, the Man Gold and the, the Brickershaw uh, draft in the in the first round, those two guys, mm-hmm. they built up. That was the beginning of building up an offensive line that was good enough and really smart enough to hold off other opponents, and you can get into games. Otherwise, you're not going to do it. If you don't draft well, you're going to have problems. And um, you just want to blame one player on a team, and you let the team turn on that guy, then that coach is really not coaching the team. He's lost control of the team, like last year with the T-shirts and everything. Well, I'll say this, Ryan, and thanks for the phone call. Look, everybody knows when you look at this Jets situation, it's not one player. It's a bunch of different things. And – 
It's just that as you look back with the injuries and everything, you realize just the talent you thought you had, you really didn't. Okay? I mean, I I I expected more from Lazar. I expect I mean, I know he wasn't I didn't expect him to be a number one receiver. Okay, I get that. Because if he was the number one receiver, then Rodgers wouldn't have been criticizing the fact that he didn't have more wide receivers when he was in Green Bay. But he was a receiver that made, I consider him a possession receiver. And the fact that he has performed the way he has, is, it's been a big disappointment. It's, a, it's obviously been a big disappointment to the Jets. That's why he was a healthy scratch on Friday. Okay, now hopefully he'll come back and he'll, you know, that's a challenge to a veteran. And he'll come back and he'll do what he's supposed to do. Hopefully that will be the case and and he'll respond to that. All right. And so, you know, we talk about the receiving core. We talk about the offensive line. And yeah, you know, look, before the season, this was a concern. My concern now about it is, okay, I get the pass blocking part, but they're having issues on run blocking. And that's a whole other thing. And, And yes, I know it's about communication between the linemen. It's about playing together. That's how you get really good. That's how you look at the, the maybe you lose one guy or two guys. I mean, and this is, once again, for the Jets, a tough situation where they've lost three, four guys on the offensive line. Okay? So we're not talking about now. We're talking about when we, the whole part of this conversation at the beginning was, hey, guess what? Here's the scenario about why this team, how can we get these teams not to be in this situation again? And so whatever the Jets have used to pick their offensive line, whatever things they've used, whatever, you know, metrics or whatever they've done to make those decisions, it's got to be tweaked because it hasn't worked. Eliza Vera Tucker is outstanding, as the caller mentioned, previous caller that Jim mentioned. He's outstanding. Everybody knows that. But he can't stay healthy. Okay. This is back-to-back seasons where he's been lost for the season. All right? And that means that you have to do a better job depth-wise at trying to find offensive linemen who are better to give you more depth. You have to do that. Is it easy? Absolutely not. I'm not sitting here telling you it's easy to do. I'm just, in this for discussion, we were coming up with a list of things. How do you get to be better so you don't find yourself in this position again? That's the conversation we got. We'll continue it next on 98.7 ESPN.